the fourth Thursday of the month brings us our security tips. And today we're going to talk about being secure while you're traveling. And we're not going to go over a lot of the stuff that we talk about on a regular basis. I think what we're going to talk about is more generic stuff. And I have Damasi here to help us with getting through security while traveling. Hey, Damasi, how's it going? Well, I was going pretty good, getting ready to travel myself. So one of the things that I was thinking about is what are some of the just kind of general, you know, travel tips that I try to be mindful of. And being that I haven't traveled since, I don't know, like 2018, uh, yeah, I had to kind of think this out a little bit myself. So I decided I would come on and share with people this week. Yeah, uh, I am guilty of traveling recently, but not thinking of the security behind that. And when I do think about it, I think of VPN. And I know we don't want to talk much about it, but we might as well throw this out there because when someone Googles being secure with your technology while you travel, they're going to come across VPN. So in a minute or less, can you tell people what a VPN is and do I need one all the time? So essentially what a VPN is, is a way for you to connect to the Internet, which you start off by going through a tunnel. So if you think about your typical Internet connection on a device, you're just connecting directly out to the Internet. There's a little bit of obfuscation there on my part, but just think about it that way. You're just jumping on the highway and driving along to the Internet. With a VPN, your traffic goes through a tunnel. And the reason that you may want to consider using a VPN in place of just a standard connection is when you're on a network, whoever administers that network, first and foremost, has the ability to, we'll say tinker with your traffic. Not everybody does this, but the ability is there because they control the network. Think of your home network. If you have the passwords to your router or modem, you can go in and change settings and tweak things, right? So if you're at a coffee shop or a hotel, the person administering that network has similar, in most cases, a lot more advanced capabilities than you do on your home setup. So that's one thing to be mindful of. Also, sometimes networks may not be that, especially that are being used by the general public at a location, may not be as secure as we would like them to be which means you could be having openings for people to, you know, sniff your traffic and, 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 you know, try to steal data basically. So if you have any concerns about that at all, using a VPN would first connect your device to a secure tunnel, which means they can see you're connected to the internet if they're watching traffic, but they have no idea where you're going, who you are and where you came out at. Uh, that is the purpose of a VPN. And that is why a VPN was, you know, is, is, recommended a lot by people when traveling do you need one i would say you need one if you are well one there's a class of person or class of individual that knows they need one or they're being told by their job or their employer that they have to use one so if you're in that category follow the directions of your it people for people like me and michael and you listening that are not being told by it person get on a vpn before you do anything Think about your risk. Um, if you're just going to be, you know, checking email, et cetera, and you don't have a specific reason to be nervous about a network that you're on, you don't have to go out and get a VPN. Because the facts are, if you're going to use a VPN, you're probably going to have to pay for it if you want it to be decent. 
So just think about your risk there. Um, in most cases at a convention or anything like that, which is where I would be is at a convention. I'm not super worried about, you know, the hotel Wi-Fi. To be honest, I'm probably just going to use my phone's cell connection anyway. <laughs> so gets around the whole problem for me. And that's another option for some people. Something else to think about that came out in one of the later versions of iOS 16 is the ability to use iCloud Relay. And I'm not saying that iCloud Relay would be a good alternative to a VPN, but I think enabling iCloud Relay in a lot of instances can give you a little bit of secure feeling. Uh, would you agree with that? I would say so, because what they're doing is they're they're basically disconnecting. A lot of what um, that feature is giving you is trying to prevent people building tracking profiles on you across the Internet. So yeah. uh, but it does help it, it, because your traffic is being kind of bounced around. So it makes it diff- difficult for people to instantly track back to your device. Uh, doesn't hurt. You know, I think and I if you're already paying for iCloud, you might as well use it. You just tap well your name it. and settings, tap iCloud, and then turn on iCloud Relay. Uh, just a tip. If you notice something that normally works not working all of a sudden after you've done this, turn it off. <laughs> yes, because, yes. You know, in the early days of this, when it was still had a beta label on it, this was a thing. I don't know if it still works like that or not. I don't see it that much now. And I have it on my devices just because when I turn it on on the phone, it appears to turn it on on my iCloud account. So uh, I have learned that my IP address is not the same IP address that it is when you have iCloud Relay on, which is pretty cool. Uh, You can observe that by using a tool like IPMonkey to verify what your IP address is with it on and off. Um, You mentioned something before we got started, and I think this this is a good thing to be aware of. I use Capital One. That's my bank. That's my credit card provider. Um, It's who I always go with. When I travel, one of the things that I tend to forget to do and need to remember more is to call my bank and say, hey, I'm traveling. Because sometimes what banks do when you swipe your card on one side of the country and then a couple hours later swipe your card on the other side of the country is say, hey, you're traveling or we don't know if you're actually traveling. Um, Let's decline this transaction. So when you're traveling to Mossy, how do you handle your banking? So what I usually do, and this is good advice for anybody, is check with your bank to see if there's a procedure to be followed. Uh, some banks through their app, you can say, hey, I'm traveling and just hit a button in the app and tell them how long you're going to be away and they cover things for you. And it stops those awkward declines when you have to run into Walgreens because you forgot something once you get to the hotel and then you get to the line and they're like, your card has been declined. And you're like, what? What do you mean my card has been declined? I most certainly know I have money in my account. And then you get a text message on your phone that says, hey, uh, looks like your car was used here. Was you trying to blah, blah, blah. Right. So if you do all of these, if you check the procedures that your bank or your credit, you know, your, your, uh, debit card, uh, provider or your credit card provider, uh, have before you take the trip, a lot of times you get to circumvent, you know, the awkwardness or, you know, the embarrassment of being in line and having the cashier, you know, sometimes a little more enthusiastically than they should say, this was declined. And it's like, geez, man, you got to be that happy about it. What's wrong with you? You having a bad day? Uh, otherwise, if you either don't remember to do this or your bank doesn't have a clearly outlined way to do this, usually, as Mike said, what is going to happen is you're going to try to make a transaction. It will be initially declined. 
if you know that that should not be the case, be on instant lookout for either a phone call or a text message or a push notification, maybe uh, Mm -hmm. from your bank's app if you have it installed. But for sure, a text message or phone call looking for a way to confirm that this is you trying to make this purchase in this new location. And all that is is just a bank attempting with some machine learning to be smart about, hey, you normally use your card in the state of Oregon. Now you're in New York and we've never seen you in New York before, first of all. So now you're spending money in New York. We want to make sure that it's you, not somebody else with your card in New York that you don't know about. Yeah. And when you have that and and really the bank's looking out for you and them because they want they don't want to have to pay back the money to you if somebody did steal your card. So it's easier to say no and then ask you, hey, was this you than it is to let the purchase go through and find out later? Oh, somebody just ran up two thousand dollars worth of, uh, you know, spending on your credit card. And it wasn't you because now they're out that two thousand dollars because they got to give it back to you, uh, which is so. Yeah, that's a tip that I um, and I experienced this in Florida in 2015 for the first time. And I was like, oh, my bank is actually looking out for me. But this is <laughs> embarrassing to be in this line and I have my transaction go through. Was it at Walgreens, too? It was out of Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he used that store specifically. That makes sense. <laughs> yep. So while we're traveling, do you have any suggestions for other security, uh, other items that you should be conscious of in order to stay secure? Like, uh, I have one thing that I can't wait for right now. It's not available, but that check-in feature in iOS 17 is going to be magic. Uh, I don't know how much you know about that, but man, that'll be cool. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting on that because there are several times where that's going to be useful just to know a person arrived where they said they were going or they arrived safely or they stopped moving and, you know, find out what happened. So that check in feature is going to be awesome. Another thing I would suggest doing if you have not yet done this is set up your medical ID Mm. uh, on your iPhone or your Android phone. This is also available on Android. It may not be called medical ID on Android, but a similar feature. And basically, if nothing else, put in emergency contact information in case something happens to you. Most first responders at this point now know how to get to uh, the medical ID on the iPhone or how to bring it up on Android. And being able to bring that up without having to unlock your phone at all to be able to know who to contact if they find you in in, in a uh, non-responsive situation. So you're not able to help yourself. You're not able to give them any information. You know, you're unconscious or, or, or whatever. They're able to find someone who can perhaps be of help in that situation. And on the same line of that, I've been recently using this too more. Um, your health application in your iPhone offers a medication function. And I think it's important, especially for someone who takes medication that potentially could react to other medications to keep that information updated. So in case something does happen to you, uh, you can keep your body secure by letting, uh, doctors or or first responders know hey these are the medication i take even if you can't respond because again they've they've been trained at this point now to look for this information prior to giving any sort of medical assistance yeah yeah and and that's a you know as well so at minimum like for me you know having that that information in about 
emergency contacts is about all I need to put because I don't have any allergies I'm aware of. But if you have medications of any sort, uh, definitely put those in. Or if you have allergies, even if you're not taking medications, if you have allergies to specific medications, you know, put that information in because, again, it could save your life. Yeah. Demasi, Apple offers a feature, if you don't have the check-in functionality on your phone, that can allow loved ones who may not be traveling with you to be able to see where you are. Uh, and it also gives you the ability to keep track of all of your stuff. Uh, can you tell people a little bit about how Find My works? Yeah, man. So Find My is interesting. Uh, and I actually am going to use Find My when I leave to fly to Houston uh, to let the kids like see me flying across the map because mm -hmm. they learn how to use Find My and they like looking to see where people are. <laughs> Uh, so they're going to be using that. So Find My will let you uh, follow people. If you have an iCloud family group set up, that automatically um, puts the people from your group into Find My. So I can quickly see where Tia and the kids are, uh, which usually says home. So not a big deal. Uh, but also you have the ability to share that with other people. So like uh, I have a couple of people that share their location with me because they're they're off, you know, not necessarily by themselves, but they don't have family where they are. So they just want somebody to be aware of where they are. So they started sharing their location you can also track your devices. So uh, your computers, your phones, your iPads, et cetera, and air tags, uh, which I just bought some air tags. Like I had not bought any, but I just bought some because one is going in my backpack. Uh, so that if it, if we, if we become separated for any reason, uh, I can find it. Uh, and also it's going to be one of my suitcase, which I'm probably going to try to think when I get to the airport, like, Hey, let me pull this out and see if I can find my suitcase or, or what I'm really, what I, why I really am putting the air tag in my suitcase, to be honest is you get there and you land and you're like, Oh, we don't, we can't find your bag. Like, so it's in a room down a hall somewhere. Look at this map right here. Go find my bag. <laughs> I can hear my air tag going. I hear it going off, man. It's close enough that I can hear it in this airport. But air tags are a good way to keep up with your stuff. Uh, there are other devices out there. You don't have to buy air tags. There are things that are compatible with the Find My Network. Um, there's also an Android app that will work for you there. And there's beepers uh, for the blind shell, too. It won't be as effective, but you can make your beeper make noise. So if you have one in your suitcase, that's an option for you as well. Yeah, but it's just a good way to keep up with your stuff. Also, you know, it, it, with Find My uh, and a lot of the Apple stuff, if you are leaving a location and have left a device behind, it, it is a... It's better to be two miles away from, the, you know, wherever you're leaving from going to the airport to go home, say, uh, and be able to tell the Uber driver, Scoot, turn around, man. We got to go back to the hotel because I left my AirPods <laughs> uh, as opposed to getting home and realizing, oh, man, I left my AirPods and then trying to see if the hotel uh, found some AirPods. Yeah. And well, we know how people can be, so. Yeah, the answer will probably be no. No, no, we did not find any AirPods. We never found those AirPods that are in my ears right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Um, I guess one last question that I have for you today is if I want to go, if I wanted to keep my physical goods secure when I'm not around them, do you have any suggestions for tools to be able to help with this? put a passcode on your stuff yeah passcode or locks like like physical uh, locks you know, i think sometimes we try to find the technology answer for things and, yep, sometimes, and sometimes just using a lock, just a lock. Key. yeah so interestingly enough yeah putting a lock on your on your suitcase uh is not a terrible thing 
to do uh, just being mindful of where you lay things. Remember when you're traveling, like you're not at home. Mm-hmm. As much as places try to make you feel at home, you're not at home. Yeah. Which means you have no control over how many people may be in and out of your temporary personal space. So just be mindful of that as well. Uh, you know, everybody does things their own way. I don't tend to go to a hotel room and lay my clothing out everywhere and have my devices strewn all over the place. Uh, like there's no way that a desk in a hotel would ever in any way resemble the desk that I'm sitting in front of right now because I'm home. I can walk out of here and I don't have to worry about if I left something on this desk because worse come to worse, I get to where I'm going and don't have something that I needed to take. Whereas a hotel, I will walk out and leave this uh this nice little orbit writer on the desk. And then what do I tell JJ when I get back? It's like, uh, so see what had happened was the dog ate it, man. Here's my one hundred dollars, JJ. <laughs> Pretty much is how that would have to go, I think. But yeah, just being mindful of your space. Like again, you know, it, it, you don't have to be extra paranoid. If you're if you're not a paranoid person by nature, don't don't pick up the habit, but just be aware that this ain't your house, right? You're at a hotel or you're at an Airbnb. You know, it's not your space. Other people can come into your space. So be mindful of that, especially be careful with your money. Uh, yes. You know, whether it's your card, make sure you keep up with your card. Uh, or if you have cash, make sure that you have a as bulletproof as possible means, especially as a blind person, of knowing what your bills are. You should not have to pull out a full, you know, your whole roll of money that you pulled out of the ATM or wherever, went to the bank and got before you got on the plane or the bus. And be like, can you help me find a five here? Don't, please don't do that. Like, it's just, oh, geez, it, it, it kills me inside to see people do that. Please don't do that, right? Figure out some means so that you can very easily and confidently be sure that what bill you have when you're dealing with cash is the bill that it is, right? Because the worst thing can happen is you make the mistake of giving someone who is a little less honest than we may like them to be uh, what you think is a $10 bill and turns out to be a $100 bill. And now all of a sudden you can't pay something that you were supposed to pay. Yeah. Uh, similarly with your card, I would suggest either using your, your bank's app, if that's available to you and it's accessible or getting even if it's temporary for the time that you're traveling, setting up text messages, uh, either for transactions or at least the ability to text and check your balance uh, or call and check your balance. Because, again, sometimes uh, people make mistakes, mm-hmm. right? We're not going to even ascribe maliciousness to it. Sometimes people make mistakes. They charge you the wrong amount and you don't know it until you get that. Your card has been declining. You're like, but I did all the things I was supposed to do. And then you call up the bank and they're like, yeah, you don't have any money. And you're like, mm-hmm. what? And then you find out why you don't have any money. And because it's because you ended up paying for everybody's bar bill that night instead of just yours. And and it doesn't even have to necessarily be, be malicious. It, accidents happen. could be an accident. Accidents do happen. So, again, you're responsible for your financial. You're responsible for your, your, your gear, your clothing, all of that stuff. So, you know, on that, no, nobody around you, even the hotel staff or the Airbnb owner is responsible for your belongings, right? That, that, that I think if, if nothing else is the most important thing to remember, you're an adult, you're responsible for your things. So do what you feel you need to do to ensure that you have your gear, you have your clothing, you have your, your finances in order, and you're doing the best you can to stay on top of that. And if you need help, find a partner, take someone with you or, 
you know, meet up with your buddy that you, you always hang out with and, you know, you guys will watch out for each other. Um, mm. I think that have fun. Yeah. Have fun. And I think what we'll leave people with is, uh, one thing that, that I've always been told is be aware of those around you. And if you have the ability travel with someone, because, uh, things can happen, especially, uh, I, I, am traveling on my own, but people know where I am. Demasi's traveling on his own. People are aware of where he is. And I don't, I don't I can't speak for Demasi, but when I get to Schaumburg, I will probably find a group of people that I'll at least hang out with one person there. So we're not traveling by ourselves because life happens. Life happens, man. And you, you at least want witnesses if nothing else. Well, Demasi, thanks for joining us today. Uh, we will be both traveling. Where can people see you if they're going to NFB? And if they're going to Schaumburg, they can come find me in booth 46. All right. Well, I will be in Houston at the NFB convention and the AT guys table, which is where I will be in the exhibit hall is table A11. So uh, come check us out over there. And otherwise, you can probably find me around looking to get educated about the education system, so, uh, <laughs> you know, or talking to parents of, of talking to blind parents of sighted children is what I'm looking for this year at convention. Having some interesting conversations because raising kids, man, and going while they're going to school and they can see in the school doesn't hold on the conversation. Uh, but yeah. Yes. Yes. If you are a parent who is blind with sighted children, reach out to Demasi on Mastodon. Demasi, yeah, Demasi at, unmute. at unmute dot community. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks a lot, Demasi, and we'll catch you all next time.